1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
0: And let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Greg Schwartz of the Bleach Report. What's up, Greg? Hey, it's good to be back on with you. Yeah, man. No, we ain't talked in a minute, but we right back. Speaking of, uh, have you done any of your Christmas shopping yet?
1: Oh, man. No. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, my, my wife handles most of that. See, I'm, I'm not the best. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I put money in the bank account, and she she, she buys the presents. So oh, it, see, listen. It out pretty well.
0: Man, that's cool. I, I might need to get that on. I might need to handle that with my wife. Hey, if you're listening <laughs> out there, honey, look, I'm, I want to move to the, the Schwartz family values plan for Christmas. It <laughs> works out pretty well. <laughs> uh, Greg, let's talk about this. Uh, first of all, let's get into... Uh, uh, the Cavs overall, uh, and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of sneak peek and, and and jump back into the rest of the league. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to watch the Cavs play the first two games uh, of the season. Um, they've been in the game at some point in time in the fourth quarter, uh, but two things that that are glaring issues for me. One uh, is is the lack of just ball defense uh, on the ball perimeter defense. It's just. Uh, it's Matador. I mean, guys are just walking to the rim, causing help side defense to collapse. Lots of threes. And then second of all, the turnovers. I mean, mean, they seem like they had like 30 turnovers last night against the Hornets. Uh, You know, what is your, in your your synopsis, the, the main two issues or some of the main issues that you saw so far in the first two games for the Cavs?
1: Yeah, that's something that, you know, head coach J.B. Bickerstaff, you mentioned, um, you know, after the game last night, too, is just turnovers just killing them when they're, you know, they're in the game in the in the fourth quarter. They're at the point where, you know, it really could go either way, and then they just have some costly miscues, and they cough it up, and, um, you know, that ends up costing the game. I know Ricky Rubio um, had to start last night with, with Darius Garland being out, ended up with six turnovers. Um, you can't have that out of your starting point guard. You know what I mean? Especially not a veteran starting point guards. So um, turnovers is a big thing, but like you said, it, it's kind of like, you know, you the point of attack defense for this team has, has not been good like, for, for years. Like we, we know this. Um, it hasn't been good ever, even when Kyrie Irving was here. Um, you know, I kind of think of it as like uh, football terms. You know, if you have a good defensive line, that's going to make your secondary look a lot better. If you have a bad defensive line, your secondary is going to have to work a lot harder. So it's kind of like, kind of like that with the Cavs. If you don't have a guy, you know, that can shut off dribble penetration at the top of the key, that's going to make, you know, your, your big guys, your Evan Mobley's, your Jared Allen's just work that much harder. And those guys are really good defensively. Um, but, you know, if you can contain some of that and they don't have to constantly scramble and, and try to get back to the pain as, as quickly as possible and, you know, that ends up putting them in a bad position, um, that can hurt you. And, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't see that improving because, you know, Darius is, um, a very good point guard, but he's, he's he's not a good defender. Colin has never been a good defender, um, so you just hope for some sort of internal improvement. And, and Ricky Rubio has been been solid throughout his career, but he's also you know not in the prime anymore. So that's something that could definitely be an issue moving forward. Uh,
0: let me ask you this question: um, People always say he's not a good defender. He's not a good defender, or he's traditionally not been a good defender in the NBA. Is defense about want to? Or skill? I, I mean, is is it, I mean, is there really, like, what skills, and, and this may seem like it's rudimentary to ask this question, but is it is it about just just saying I'm going to take personal responsibility or do you need a unique skill set uh, in the league to be an average defend, defender?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a bit of both. You know what I mean? You could have a guy like Trey Young who he could put forth maximum effort every night. But at the end of the day, you know, he's got a six foot two wingspan and he weighs 180 pounds. So he's not going to be able to stop a lot of the bigger guards on the perimeter. Um, so a lot of it is, you know, your body makeup, how big you are, how strong you are, what's your wingspan, um, you know, how, how quick you can move laterally around the floor. So a lot of it is that, but a lot of it is effort, um, especially, you know, for bigger guys, just being in the right position, contesting shots, um, you know, if you're if you're switching on defense, like staying in front of your man. Um, a lot of it is just effort and knowing where to be. Um, you know, especially with the Cavs this year too. Uh, I feel like the better defensive teams are the ones that have continuity as well. They know they've been on the floor with the same teammates for years. They know where they're going to be. They know if, you know, their man gets by him, somebody else is going to be backside to help them. And you look at the Cavs, they, they were a team that had 33 different starting lineups last year. So far, the first two games, two different starting lineups, because Darius Garland was not able to play. So, you still don't have that continuity. Um, you're trying to integrate two new starters, Laurie Markinen at small forward, which I, I think is a disaster to play him there. Um, Evan Mobley at power forward, okay, he's a rookie, just getting his feet wet in the NBA. Um, and, and then you had to swap out your point guard last night because of, of Darius's ankle injury. So, I think if they can just find a starting lineup and a rotation that works, that can have some continuity, that can have some okay, now I'm familiar with this guy. I know where he's going to be. Um, okay, this guy knows this guy's tendencies. Okay, th- I know this guy's going to get beat off the left side sometimes. Like, they they, they can kind of learn that from each other because so far these Cavs just have no continuity over the last, you know, couple years. So, if we have that this year, I think just naturally the defense could improve that way as well.
0: Talking to Greg Schw- uh, Schwartz of the Bleacher Report on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, and – Let's talk about that uh, Laurie Market plan three. How has that gone so far? Uh, you know, he, he has, you know, obviously some length, seven foot, can shoot a little bit. Um, but as far as in, in terms of what he can do defensively, stand in front of other uh, other threes, um, maybe guys that are a little more athletic, a little more quick, um, and in the rebounding, how has that looked so far um, with, with the Cavs?
1: Um, the Cavs? going into training camp and media day I know they talked about this too they they prioritized skill over position right so they didn't look at it as okay we're putting a 7 foot guy at small forward they looked at it as okay we're putting a knockdown three point shooter at small forward so theoretically that should work because okay this this lineup needs spacing Jared Allen is not a three point shooter Evan Mobley we don't know how his three point shot's going to look in the NBA Um, you know, Darius and Colin can shoot, but they haven't done so at a big volume yet. So, okay, we're going to put this really good shooter at small forward because, you know, we had Isaac Okora was our starting small forward last year, shot 29% from three, was not a good floor spacer. So theoretically it should work. However, um, one thing I like to pay attention to, especially when, uh, players switch teams is follow the beat writers for the teams that have covered these players for years and get their opinion. So I've been specifically following, like, these Bulls guys um, that have covered the team, and they pretty much are laughing at the idea that Laurie Markinen is a starting small forward. Um, you know, I, I, I see their tweets, I read their articles, basically saying, like, yeah, we, we tried this in Chicago. It didn't work. He's not a small forward. He doesn't have the athleticism, the foot speed to keep up with guys on the perimeter, um, offensively, I think he can work just because, okay, he can just stand there and shoot threes. That's what he's been best at in his career. But defensively, it's not going to work. Um, it's, it's been tried before. Uh, it doesn't work. He's at his best when he's uh, a stretch power forward. Um, he's not good enough defensively in the, in the paint to be a center to protect the rim. Um, the best you can do is kind of put him at power forward next to a Jared Allen, uh, where he doesn't have to be a rim protector and he doesn't have to be out on the perimeter defending guys so i i hate to fit there defensively um i don't think it's sustainable as they go forward and so far he's only shooting 36 percent uh overall through two games so honestly that hasn't been great either so far
0: oh my goodness that's you know and and, and so and my question is it's kind of weird that you know I would expect the the, the Cavs to not give up so many. If you got three seven-footers, I would expect them to not give up so many second-chance points and and points around the paint and and tips and and all these offensive rebounds. Um, I I don't understand. It's kind of like, wow, it it seems like you would be able to stop that um, with three seven-footers in a game.
1: Yeah, the rebounding has not been great. Um, You know, Jared Allen has just been – Brilliant offense. He's missed one shot in two games He's year, like ninety-four um, percent. But he's only pulling down four rebounds a game right now. So obviously, he needs to be better on the glass. I actually thought he'd be one of the better. I thought he'd be a, a candidate for like a top five rebounder this year, just because you know last year they tried playing him with Andre Drummond at times, which was again a disaster. Um, and just for him to you know kind of grab hold of the full time starting center job, I thought, you know, he's got a chance to pull down 10, 11 rebounds a game. So obviously he needs to be better um, than that. Uh, and I think, you know, with time, Evan Mobley's going to be a good rebounder. I know he's pulling down about seven a game the first two games. That's probably what I expect out of him this year. And then you've got Love, who, you know, obviously can't hit a shot so far, but he can still rebound. I'll, I'll give Kevin Love that. He's out there still rebounding. Um, and then and has never been, I know he's seven foot, but he, he's never been a good rebounder. You know, in his career. This is his fifth season. He's, 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 that's just not his skill set. I don't see him transforming into that. So a lot of that, I think, will bounce out because Jared Allen will be better. Jared Allen is not going to average four rebounds a game. Um, he will be better. He has the size. He has the strength. Um, he's proven that before. So a lot of that will improve. Um, but again, if, you, if you're counting on Laurie Marketing to be a rebounder for you, that's not going to happen. But Jared, Jared will be better. So I, I expect that to improve as well.
0: All right. How, how how have you thought Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley has played so far? Um how how have you thought he's he's done um as far as him uh offensively defensively uh is he more comfortable and where do you where do you project him at as in terms of how, where he's going to be at and what he's going to look to be um as he gets more comfortable uh throughout the year?
1: Yeah, I, I think for two games I think he's looked good. I think Cavs fans should be very excited about Evan. Uh I mean, think back to you know, a couple of years ago when we had Anthony Bennett and he was the first overall pick in the draft, it took him like six six full games to hit a shot. Like he didn't even make uh-huh. a shot, a field goal for the longest time. And it, it became kind of like an embarrassing, like, oh my God, why why can't this guy hit an open jumper? Um, Evan Mobley, the very first possession of the first game, he was the guy that took the shot and knocked it down. So it took him about three seconds uh, to make his first NBA basket compared to what, how long we had to wait for Bennett. So... Just the difference in those two uh, is really amazing. Um, I think defensively he is going to be elite. I think there's there's nothing he can't do defensively. He can protect the rim, he can defend the pick and roll, he can switch out on the perimeter. I think he, honest to God, I think he's going to be a defensive player of the year at some point in his career. Just because there's nothing he can't do. He's only going to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. He's not ready to play the center position full time yet, and that's okay because we have Jared Allen. Um, offensively I I think he's been he's been pretty solid Um, I'd like to see him I'd like to see him shoot attempt a couple more three-pointers I don't think he even attempted one last night and if if you're in today's NBA you can't have two big men on the court at the same time that don't shoot threes Jared Allen's not a three-point shooter we need Evan Mobley to be somewhat of a floor spacer and I know last year in college he didn't shoot that much from three made about 30% of his looks so I'd like to see him kind of be more comfortable taking those threes. But right now he's two games in. He's just finding his footing. He's finding where, you know, where should I be aggressive? Where should I pass to my teammates at? But overall, I think he's going to be, and I I said this before the season started, by the end of this year, I think he's going to be the best player on the Cavaliers as a rookie. When you factor in what he can do on offense, he's, he's like I said, he's going to be elite defensively. By the end of this rookie year, I think he's going to be the best player on the Cavaliers, and he is going to be your main foundation piece moving forward. He's that good.
0: Let's talk a little bit uh, about the broader league in general. Uh, We've all been following the Brooklyn Nets situation. Do you think Kyrie Irving plays at all this year? And if he does, will it be before Christmas or after? (laughs) I think it's
1: impossible to answer any question about Kyrie because nobody knows what he's going to do. We didn't know that when he was in Cleveland. You know, he was here in the playoffs just refusing to even talk to his own teammates, and they were going to the finals every year. So we don't, we don't know what the heck Kyrie Irving's going to do. Um, I would say that if you're Brooklyn, you've got to be concerned. I know uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of, of ESPN reported that the, the, the Nets were starting to take trade calls on Irving. Um, the, he said they had not made any trade calls, but the fact that they're already entertaining um, those calls is, is certainly interesting. Uh, Irving's a guy, he can be an unrestricted free agent this offseason. If he declines his player option, they tried to work out an extension. Um, when he made it clear that he wasn't going to report or what, he wasn't going to get vaccinated, he wasn't going to uh, be able to play in home games, they kind of pulled the plug on those extension talks. So I think it's going to be, I, I, I thought the relationship between he and Kevin Durant was going to be enough to get him to say, okay, um, I'm going to do what's best for the team. I'm going to show up for Kevin. We came here together to build this. You know, it's kind of like Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins didn't want to get vaccinated. Teammates kind of pushed him into it. Okay, he did it for the betterment of the team. He showed up, then he can play home games now. I thought Kyrie would do the same, just because of his relationship with KD. Obviously, he has not done that yet. So, if you're Brooklyn, I think you honestly have to look at trade scenarios. Now, unfortunately, you're going to need you know Kyrie to play a part in this because no team is going to trade for Kyrie unless they get a verbal. Agreement that yes, he is going to show up, and he's going to play, so but at the end of the day you you have the talent to win a championship. I don't know that you can win one without Kyrie um, you're certainly be in the mix, but even if you can trade Kyrie for some you know you're not going to get a, an equal talent back, but if you can get some some good rotation players and you have Kevin Dray and you have James harden um, you you can still win a championship, so i I have no idea what Kyrie's going to do, and I, I don't even think his teammates do either. <laughs>
0: Hey, let me ask you this question. It's a gag question. Would you trade Colin Sexton for Kyrie Irving? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first person in the media to ask about it too. Like, I'm I, listen. You got to be. Sometimes you got to be first with the gag question. But I mean, think about it. Would you legitimately make that move?
1: I, I legitimately would not, and I think Kyrie would be like, "Yeah, I'm never showing up," and then you're giving <laughs> Colin up for nothing. So I think Brooklyn would we would be thrilled to do that, but no, right. no, no, no. I don't I don't think Kyrie would
0: would play along with that. It would it would come full sac- it would come full circle because didn't the Brooklyn Nets that was he that eventually turned into the Colin Sexton yes. pick? Yes, <coughs> that was
1: that was the Nets draft pick that was used to draft Colin. Yeah, Sexy. man. So yeah, he could find his way back home, kind of, I guess.
0: Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> listen, Greg, we'll, we're going to have to get you back on really quickly here, man. Uh, listen, it's been good talking to you. I uh, hope everything's going good with the family. We'll come, next time we'll come back, we'll talk about who you got um, big picture in the NBA. All right, that sounds good. Thanks for having me on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours